This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, it is National Pet Day and we are celebrating on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. i I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you and I just realized that we are matching. <laughs> Even though you told me earlier that we are wearing matching outfits. I told you, Colleen, I know, but that I we were going real- to be matching. <laughs> we really are matching today. Uh, okay, but that's not how we are celebrating National Pet Day. Well, we are celebrating National Pet Day. Look, we're both wearing black sweatshirts. Yes. We both own cats. They're yep. going to be covered in fur Oh, that is point. for sure. Uh, but we're, what we're doing today, this is one of my favorite things when we have a reason to do it. I love it so much. Call us and tell us about your pet, but but don't tell us in your regular voice. Mm-mm. You have to tell us in the voice that you talk to your pet in. Yeah, no shame in the game. No, we're all doing it. 651-641-1071. And just, just to prove to you that we're all in it together, I will go first. And I will tell you about the sweetest little kittens in the entire world. We have a teddy, and, and the other one is named Meatwolf, and he's a, the cutest. There you go. Oh, so that's how it's done. That is how it's done. 651-641-1071. Call us. Tell us about your pet in the voice that you talk to your pet with. Julie is on the line. Let's go to Julie first. Hi, Julie. Hey. Hey, how are you guys? Great, Julie. Tell us about your pet. Are your pet is it is it a dog or okay. a cat or a, a, an iguana? What is it? What do we got? You might throw up in your mouth after you hear my voice. I use that's the best part. Try us. <laughs> so it's a it's a dog, and her name is Bella May or Bella May. I'm gonna need but, to hear that voice, Julie. Mm-hmm. Bella May. <laughs> She's a teddy bear. So it's a Shih Tzu and a Maltese mix. Uh huh. And two things when I walk in the door, on when I get home from work, I'll say, "Hi, Bella May. Was you good girl today? I use a naughty girl." <laughs> and then at that. night, she's got to get under the blanket, right? Because she's just a little ball of fur that sits under my armpit. And I said, "Say to her, do you want to get under the blanket, Bella May? Because you was a good girl today." <laughs> Oh, Julie, I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Thanks for calling. All right. 651-641-1071. Tell us about your pet in the voice that you talk to your pet with. Let's go to Sheila. Sheila's been waiting forever and a day. Sheila, we're very excited to hear all about your pet in the voice that you talk to your pet with. Yes. I have four pygmy goats. They're called Bill and Ted and Minnie and Pearl. Oh, my gosh. And when I talk to them, it's like this. Hey, goody, goody, go. What are you doing, kids? <laughs> Hi, kids. How's everybody out in the goody, goody? 
Sheila. Yes. And it's so cute because they're kids. Yeah. Thank you, Sheila, uh, for your call. And thanks for holding. That was really fun. Okay. Next up, we have, let's go to Sue. We've got Sue on the line. Sue. Tell us about your pet and tell us in the voice that you talk to your pet. Okay, I'm going to make a jerk of myself. I'm going to sing you the going for a walk. Perfect. Great. Who's going for a walk? Kirby, who is going to be one on um, Friday. He's a golden retriever. Sweetest boy in the world. Uh Are you ready for this? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Let's go on a walk, a chika chaka chuka. Let's go on a walk, a mika makamuka. Kirby and mommy walk, a licky laka luka. Kirby and mommy walk, a chika chaka chuka. I don't care what people say. We're going on a walk today. <laughs> yes, that made Yay! my entire day. Sue, I want to go on a walk. <laughs> yeah, can we join you and Kirby Seriously? sometime? Seriously. Yes, Buh-buh-buh-buh. yes. And actually, I wondered, and he came in here. We. <gasps> thinks we're going again oh, well guess well, what look what you're guess doing what, Sue? <laughs> that's what you're yeah, doing he now kind of mix up the chica chaka chukas and oh. the leaky laka lucas oh i love and, it uh, get them going well guess what sue uh you're on a walk now so yeah, uh, yeah. take <laughs> us with you have a great day and thank you, you for too. telling us all thank about kirby. Oh, kirby okay uh holly it's yeah. your turn my voice for my cat singer is not it, i can't look i can't beat sue I mean, I, I, I can't. She had a whole song. But this is what I do. Singer, I make eye contact with him. Yes. And we talk. Ah. And I just go, singer, singer, <laughs> singer. You stare at him because he stares right back. Uh-huh. You just go, singer. And he'll go, singer, Aww. singer. You just whisper to him. Oh, and then he'll whisper right back he to you. He whispers back. Yeah. He's kind of a, he, he's an interesting gentleman, that singer. That's all we do. I don't have That's, a song no, for a singer. No, you're just like in in the flow. Yeah, you're, you're in the flow. But yeah. with your animals, do you also have nicknames for them? How many, a thousand. how many different names do you have for your cats? My kids asked the other day, they were like, what? Could you remember the progression of the nicknames that we've had for the cats? I cannot. But somehow, at some point, Teddy, our orange tabby, became Tebos. Mm-hmm. And then Meatloaf, he's just, I mean, it makes sense. He's Meatoos. Meatoos? What are you doing there, Meatoos? And he'll put his little paws up on, because he likes to hunt. And I just feel bad for him, because he's a shut-in. <laughs> you know? And he just is looking outside at all the things he could kill. Yeah. And he just sits there, and I, Meatoos, what are you doing? <laughs> I just, they're the best. They're the best. Okay. Gail is on the line. Gail, tell us about your pet and tell us in the voice that you talk to your pet with. Okay. I have a pet dog named Bailey. Mm-hmm. And she loves peanut butter on a spoon. Oh. And so every night before she gets her peanut butter on her spoon, she has to go peanut butter potty. <laughs> so she's right here right now just wait watching me. So, so I say, Going crazy right now? Actually, I thought she would. She's standing right by me, wagging her tail, thinking, Is this time? No, wow, that's the thing. She's like looking at you like, now. I think you've gone off your rocker. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter mm-hmm. potty time is not until later. 
But cool so lady. What's, what's cool. wrong with the humans? Yes. Thank you, Gail. <laughs> thank you for your call. Peanut butter potty time. Peanut butter potty time. Peanut butter potty time. This is how you know yeah. that these animals are the greatest things in the world. Yes. Because you are willing. Everybody is willing to make a complete and total boob out of themselves. And I can hear, Colleen, you slipping into your pet voice. Oh, yeah. While you've been talking the entire segment. Oh, for sure. Because I'm thinking about <laughs> meters and tatters yes. and they're so cute. Then you get that cute aggression. Well, you know, because you will be... Okay, I, we have a family text thread that all we do is text pictures of the cats. Yes. And you have been in a room with me when I've gotten one of those and I start talking to the picture in the voice. It is ridiculous. As it should be. That's because we love our pets. Now, I am going to put you on the spot, Rachel, because I overheard this morning that Rachel has a new pup. Oh. Yes, I did. I got a dog about almost three weeks ago. So he's just a little puppy, but his name is Gus. Uh huh. And yes, we, we both, me and my partner both have a voice. It's, it, and you're going to do on, it right now, Rachel. Well, it's a, it depends on the mood that yes. he puts me in. Like yes. if he's being a bad boy, it turns into, because his name is Gus. And when he's in trouble, I call him Gustopher. I'm like, Gustopher, oh, yes. you better stop. Ooh. And then um, when it's when he's in a good mood, it's it's like more of the baby voice. More yeah. of the, oh, the best little guy in the whole world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then if he's being crazy, I, I turn into like like Southern... <laughs> I go like, you don't get. <laughs> well, so, there's multiple different versions that he he turns me into. I guess. Oh, well, I luckily, Rachel, you're only three weeks in, so I feel like as oh, you get oh, to know so Gus, to yeah, yes. you're, you're gonna find it's gonna be southern, it's gonna be stern, mm-hmm. or it's, I don't know, maybe you'll maybe you'll be British. You don't know. Maybe. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know what Gus will bring out of you. Oh, gosh. Does Gus have a middle name yet? No, he doesn't. Okay, I like that you've already figured out how to lengthen the name Gus to Gustopher, a middle name will come. It just shows up at some point (laughs) and then it's there forever. Uh So uh, thank you for, thank you for showing up when I made you do your, your puppy voice. Uh, And thank you everybody for celebrating your pets with us by uh, completely making a boob of yourself. That's what the pets do for us. And that's why we love them so much. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I would like to, um, I would just like to make an all points bulletin to the people of the world, especially when it comes to how we are talking about Will Smith right now. I have a a bit of a rant about the way that the tabloids are handling a certain aspect of the conversation. When we come back, I will reveal it for you on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 107.1. We are entering week three post-Oscar slap. Now you didn't think we'd still be talking about that, did you? Ha-ha, we Uh are. And the reason why is because the tabloids are. This is the Mm. Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly and I are hanging out with you. Hello. And, you know, this is, I have a beef. And the beef is with the way the tabloids are still keeping the story alive. Uh Uh-huh. And we saw little whiffs of this right after it happened. Um, but now it's almost gotten so egregious. I just want to call it out. And it is what I will call the reverse engineering of the narrative. Mm-hmm. So we, we all saw what happened. Chris Rock made a joke at the expense of Jada Pinkett Smith. Will Smith jumped to her defense, marched up on stage, slapped Chris Rock, I mean, if if I'm going through this and you haven't heard it yet, I, I don't know where you've been, but 
Welcome to <laughs> Earth. Welcome to Earth, where we we've go- been talking about this for <laughs> we three weeks. You. But but he made an impulsive decision to get up and handle things with his hands and yep. then with his mouth. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about it ever since. But what the tabloids are doing and what the tabloids did early on and some a little bit in the conversation people were doing this early on is they are reaching into the archives of Will and Jada Pinkett Smith's relationships and old interviews and old um, stories that maybe they've told on the Red Table Talks or in Will Smith's uh, uh, book, his autobiography that was released last year. And they're taking snippets of that as a way to sort of build a narrative about what may be injured in the relationship between Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. Yep. And I want to call for that to stop. Yeah. Because it is so frustrating because it's making the conversation about something that it isn't and never should have been about. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. This was an impulsive moment. And where we should be focusing our energies is what is happening now. What the Academy did or did not do. How the Academy has dealt with it what Will Smith has decided to do, and, of course, the Red Table Talk that we will no doubt see with him as a guest soon. Yeah, <laughs> and we don't even know that's happening. I mean, that's, no. that is just pure speculation based off of precedent of the Red Table Talk being mm-hmm. a place where the Pinkett Smith family has gone to air their personal grievances about mm-hmm. any number of issues. It's so true. Where they work it out. Yep. But by all means, this narr- narrative, like mm-hmm. the sequence of events has closed. On Friday, the yep. Academy said, Will Smith, you're banned for 10 years. Will Smith had already resigned from the Academy the week before. And then that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. But, you know, in the absence of facts comes conspiracy. Mm-hmm. And this perpetuating or trying to make a narrative around something that perhaps doesn't even have a narrative. It just goes into that, that conspiracy theory thread that kind of permeates through popular culture. Now look, and not in like an entertaining way. Like yeah. we try to keep it in an entertaining surface. Right now, admittedly the Colleen and Bradley show we put on our tinfoil yes. hats. We go deep in the shallow. We look behind the headlines to bring you the story that nobody's talking about. But in this case, it's going back and finding evidence to buttress your theory that doesn't even really exist. Because, yes, because this was an impulsive moment and we are assigning, we're trying to assign history to it in a way that contextualizes it in a way that is not necessary. Let me just really quickly roll through a sampling of the headlines. Oh, sample. Yeah. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the, over the weekend, uh, we got these headlines. Jada Pinkett Smith never wanted to marry Will, cried at horrible wedding. And then this goes on to tell about uh, a story that she uh, told uh, back in 2018. Um, this is a clip that somebody unearthed, right? Mm-hmm. So then there's another headline. Will Smith warns Jada, don't use me for clout in a resurfaced video. Again, resurfaced because people are digging into the archives of Will and Jada Pinkett Smith interviews and where, conversations. Where to was try this to- headline? So this one was in the New York Post, uh-huh. and this came from a 2019 video mm. uh, that has been passed around on social media. Um, and I don't, and I, I'm try, I don't really quite know exactly. It looks like it came from her Instagram live, um, and then, and then this headline: Will Smith called party he threw for Jada his low point. And this uh, actually, I think, comes from a, a Red Table Talk conversation, but it's also a story he tells in his book called Will. And it's about how when he threw her 40th birthday party, it was a multi-day event that really was about, you know, him more than it was about her. And he tells this story in depth. And now it's being brought up again because somehow somebody wants to relate it back to how he felt in the moment. So what I'm hearing, Colleen, is that all of these headlines talk about their relationship, Will and Jada's relationship, mm-hmm. but that's that. That's it. That's it. It's a, it, and they're they're trying to link the two to what happened yeah. at the Oscars in a way that like shoehorning a narrative. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily speak to any kind of truth about what right. happened because maybe that truth ultimately is something that we will never understand and it will be only understood by the parties involved. If that. If that. Yeah. If if that. Now, speaking of the parties involved, for Chris Rock's part, he's the one we have not yet heard from. Well, he did say, uh, apparently, over the weekend to the Palm Springs Desert Sun publication, he said, I'm not talking about the slap until I get paid. I'm paraphrasing. But basically what he's saying is, pay me, I'll tell you the story. Sure. I will, you know, listen. And he's been shutting down people at his comedy yes. shows. He's like, look, this, that's not what we're talking about. I prepared a show for you. Please enjoy. Yes, I'm a comedian. I will tell you funny stories and jokes. That will be reserved for an interview, which I will be paid for. If and when? I, I got no, I, no shame in that game as far as I'm concerned. No, no beef with that. Not at all. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them... D-backs. D-backs. After this on my talk 1071. Uh, we are just going to live in the now. We are going to carpe the DM. Yeah, because it, this is, we're peaking. This is we're it, peaking man. this week. Yeah, so hug right it. Now. Live it. Love it. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. Weather-wise. Yeah. Mm. On my talk 1071, I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is, well, he's definitely peaking this week because he's on a cruise. Mm. And if you'd like to see his beautiful pictures from his cruise, you should definitely be following him on social media because it is totally eye candy. Uh, Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you, and uh, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I I don't even need to ask, Colleen. (laughs) But I'm going to anyway. That sigh tells me that you have a D-bag. And who are they today? It is Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) 
Okay, usually your favorite color. I know your favorite. So usually we would do like a whole Gooper Scoopers episode of a segment of this. I just I can't even. I don't even want to dig that deep into it. I just want to say that Gwyneth Paltrow is my D-bag because she has released her Mother's Day guide, gift guide on Goop. Oh, great. Love it. Mother's Day coming up. It's in May. I think it's May 8th or something. It's a Sunday. It always is. Some t- yeah. It's a day. Great. Can't wait. Yeah, what's Obviously, on Obviously, very excited. Yeah. What's, what's on, on this on list? What, are we yeah. gonna, what am I going to get my mom? A vibrator. What? No. <laughs> Can't she just do that herself? Oh my I mean, gosh. <laughs> That's kind of the point. Yeah, sorry. I don't. Okay. This is the headline that the Daily Mail supplied. And I was like, yes, thank you. Because flowers are so last year. Gwyneth Paltrow releases a Mother's Day gift guide that features a section for moms who, quote, picked up where sex ed left off and includes eight vibrators. Everybody, Great. everybody, listen to Great. me right now. That is not. What any mother in any no in your life wants for Mother's Day. I'm not a mom, Colleen. That is a DIY experience. <laughs> yeah, and I don't play one on TV. Or the radio. Or the radio. What would a mom what what, what would you do? Let's just put you in this scenario, Colleen. Oh, great. This is not gonna be awkward. You're having a Mother's Day brunch. Mm-hmm. It's great. You mm-hmm. just ordered the eggs benedict. Maybe mm-hmm. you have a mimosa or two. Sounds lovely. Yeah, really lovely. Eggs the Benny. gift the gift bag is on the table and you open it and you pull out a vibrator. What would you do? I would cry. <laughs> cry, I think, is the first thing I would do. And not joyful tears. Like frustrate anger upset like you weren't seen no did you (laughs) when you thought you know what mom needs you know what would show mom how much we really appreciate her role in our lives that's not it Mm -mm. that's not it not gonna not gonna listen I, I would. Yeah, there it is. The double sided wand vibrator. It looks like an ice cream cone, Colleen. It's very discreet. I want an ice cream cone. <laughs> like, give me an actual ice cream cone. This is, this is, but this is so Gwyneth. It's so Gwyneth. Like, she's just gonna, one of these kids is doing her own thing. She's gonna get it. She's got the headlines. Now we're talking about it. Everybody's over at Goop right now. What's she doing? What's on the Mother's Day list? There's one that has a nub on it, Colleen. There's one that has a nub on it. I don't want I don't want I don't want this list. I don't want this list and I have nothing against uh, the pleasure tools. That's not it. That's not it at all. It is the context of it. Right. For Mother's this is Day. This not Valentine's Day different story, right? Sure. Mother's Day? No. No. What is a good gift for Mother's Day? Listen. Just it's like, I just like I, I've that? always said I have always said now there are two people two types of people in mm-hmm. this world two types of mothers in this world and maybe you're both of them at different times in your life there are the moms who want to spend the day just like loving up the people that they parent and who they parent with okay there's that and then there's me mm-hmm. I want to be left alone I want nobody to call me by the name mom I want somebody else to answer to all of the needs of all of the people. I don't want to have to make a decision. Oh, yeah. I don't want to have to wash anything mm-hmm. or clean anything or pick anything up. 
I want to, I want to, I want my day to be mine. I want a book. I want sunshine. I want a walk. Okay. Well, that sounds pleasure, more pleasurable than any piece of plastic can offer you. Thank you. Gwen and it's Paltrow. free. And it's free. Oh. Just you mean you don't want to spend $179 on this ring thing? No. Thanks, though. Yeah. She also, by the way, has like a $731 water pitcher on there. No. What? Stop. What? Stop. It better pour itself. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm looking at this Goop gift guide, and some of them, great. Guess what? I would absolutely take the, I would take any of these things as gifts. Mm, the sauna blanket? I'm in. But I also, oh, I don't oh. I know. See, you know, here's the thing. What if Paltrow has a brand to maintain? She has a vibe, so to speak, that she needs to cultivate. (laughs) And, you know, bless her for doing that. But we're just going to be over here Mm -hmm. celebrating Mother's Day. Yeah. Without sex toys. Thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) Holly, who's your D-bag? Oh, thank you for asking. It's a vintage D-bag. I've got a twofer. Dust it off. And they come courtesy to uh, of us from Jewel. Remember Jewel? Oh, man. Who yes. Will save your soul, Jewel. Yes. Your intuition, Jewel. Yes. Selling oh, yes. those razors for your yes. legs, Jewel. Well, she has brought to the table two D-bags, including but not limited to former MTV News anchor Kurt Loader. Oh, she's she's the one calling out Kurt Loader mm-hmm. for being a D-bag? So I'm going to call Kurt Loader. Okay. And this DJ, my D-bags of the day. Okay, so I have to tell you, I have always loved Kurt Loader, so this is going to be it's, a yeah. moment. I don't even know what you're going to tell me. It's a moment, Colleen. Okay. Yeah, Kurt Loader, former anchor of MTV News. If you watched MTV in the 90s, oh, yeah. you loved Kurt Loader. Yes. I think he was also a columnist for various publications, music guy about town. Mm-hmm. Well, Jewel has some stories to tell. Mm. But first, we're going to get to the first part of this D-bag, who, is a, who was a DJ who was in South Carolina. And Jewel's telling a story about going out on the road and publicizing her new music. And she says in a new interview that Jewel said, she says, quote, I remember South Carolina live on air. Quote, hey, you may have heard me describe my next guest as a large-breasted woman <gasps> from Alaska. Oh, my Jewel, gosh. how are you? Gross. Gross. Nasty. Jewel, however, quick wit, said, quote, I said, you must be the small penis man I've heard so much about from South Carolina. Well done, Jewel. Well Uh done. Yeah. But then she says, look, that's what life was like in the 90s. Oh, I'm not surprised. It's terrible, but I'm not surprised. That's nasty. Yeah. Gross. All right. Now let's get to Kurt Loader. Let's get to Kurt Loader, because apparently back in 1998. Now, I don't know, Colleen, were you a, were you a Jewel fan? Were you into the uh, vibe? Like, uh, I was fine with her. You know, I got a little tired of always hearing her. Like, OK, I'm sorry. You asked the question and now I have to answer I, it. Yeah, I want to. She really <laughs> leaned into that, like, starving artist. I lived in my car narrative. Yes. And I just got kind of tired of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, we get it, Jewel. We get it. Right. Like, you, we get it. It's part of your story. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that just testing but the water. But now you're about not living, living in a water. But now in a, <laughs> in a water. In, in a, a van car. down by yeah, the river. Exactly. Right. Because that's the jewel origin story. Right. Was that she was singing in coffee shops and living mm-hmm. out of her van. And then she was discovered and then she became famous. So jewel 
queen of the coffee house. Yep. You know, she had that kind of artsy vibe totally. to her. And it was like new folk. She wrote a poetry book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. She wrote a poetry book. Ugh. And it was released in 1998. Mm-hmm. I totally remember that. And Jewel says that Kurt Loder didn't like the poetry book. And not only spoke condescendingly of her poetry book, but he decided to mansplain it to her, <gasps> back to her. Oh, no. And corrected her for misusing a word in her poetry no. book. So I was like, thanks, Kurt Loder, for mansplaining my art back no. to me. Appreciate it. Oh, Jules said, I was so bleeped. He was just a bleep. What a bleep to show himself like that. It was almost that thing where you feel sorry for somebody. Jules right. said, it's like, wow, here's a full-grown man who does news for children on a children's network for teenagers. Oof. She was not. Now, Jewel adds, she said, my whole career, the slant that the media gave it was through a really patriarchal. Oh, yes. Line. Yeah. So and even, she, and you know what? And even she addresses the whole van origin oh, story interesting. about that. Like going on, departing from Kurt Loder D-bag. She said, they think, you know, I was fighting for my music dream. She said it's a misrepresentation of what happened. Well, that's kind of interesting. Now I'm feeling a little bit guilty because I pinned that on her. But how would that we she have was, known? Right, that's true. Because she was. I felt like she was always telling that story. Mm-hmm. But she, now that I think about it, was not necessarily the one telling the story. The media was always pushing that story So about maybe her. the media is also the D. Yeah. Like, wow, it's a, a D-bag hat trick. Right? So I, I brought a three for this time. Now, Jewel goes on to say... Where, now, where is she saying this, by the way? Is this, this like a... Stereo gum. Okay. Okay. She's doing a new interview with that. Perfect. And she said, you know, that uh, she refused to sleep with her boss at the time. And that's why she was without house. Oh, my gosh. Here's what Jewel says. Let's, like, reframe our minds Yeah, no kidding. Like, uh, this is a whole different telling of the story. Uh Uh-huh. She said, I refused to be leveraged and that he wouldn't give me my paycheck and I couldn't pay my rent. And I started living in my car and then my car got stolen and I was homeless because of that. Because I wouldn't bang a boss. Wow. So we went on a journey here. Okay, Mm -hmm. I would like to just, I would like to send an embossed invitation to Jewel. I would like to read a book by you. Yeah. I would like to hear more music. Sure. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears now. I am listening. Mm-hmm. And I would Kurt like to Loder, know more. Yeah. Bye. You have ex- some explaining to do, but also, Colleen, I'm not going to tell you to go to Kurt Loder's uh, Twitter account. It, it's just, it's kind Is of. Is it gross? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, he's just doing his thing. Listen, it's funny how. <laughs> he's just doing his thing. It's funny how we read things so differently at a different time and uh-huh. how the way that the world has sort of unfolded in front of us mm-hmm. makes us review it and go, oh. Yes. Yeah. You, like, that's a good exercise. And you have different perspective. I mean, even kind of going back to the, because we all knew this jewel narrative right. about how she rose to fame. Now, at the time, perhaps she felt like she couldn't counter that argument because it was like, no, actually, my money was being held hostage because I wasn't going to, yes. uh, you know, put myself in that position. Yeah. But now she feels like she can say something. And we can call out people like Kurt Loder, and we can yes. call out people out like that D, uh, DJ for being a D-bag. That's so gross. Ugh. I'm all ears, Jewel. Tell me more. Tell me more. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, we're not done. Oh, we are not done. Find hey. out specifically <laughs> why in this moment Kevin Spacey is going to be a D-bag double down after this on My Talk 107.1. Oh, my gosh. 
It's like a parade of D-bags on the Colleen Woo! and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Wow. Holly is the drum major. Uh, I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley. Ch- or no, that's not. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, Bradley Trainer, no. he's on vacation. That's Holly Bye. Roberts. Hi. Hi. We do have a D bag double down today. Oh, Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. <laughs> Who is it? Kevin, like, I don't know. Kevin Spacey. I mean, perennial D-bag, but why today? Because uh, this happened last week and we didn't talk about it. Well, this happened Friday afternoon. Again, mm-hmm. Friday afternoon. What do we tell? What do we say about headlines that drop in the uh, world of celebrity on Friday afternoon? Those are the ones that they're trying to bury. Oh. And Colleen, I wonder why Kevin Spacey was trying to bury this story. Kevin Spacey asks judge to axe Anthony Rapp's sex abuse suit. Oh, you don't say. What? He wants that wiped off the record. Uh Uh-huh. So this story published Friday afternoon in The Hollywood Reporter. I was like, what? So actor Kevin Spacey asked a judge Friday to throw out Anthony Rapp's sex abuse lawsuit, saying through his lawyers that the allegations that he abused Rapp are false. Oh, oh, okay. Uh Is that a defense? Like, do you get to just say that? Like, that's false to me. I'm doing the McLaughlin group defense. Wrong. Wrong. No, sorry if you're like alive and you get that joke because, okay <laughs> anyways so this all this stems from that lawsuit and we've talked about it colleen before anthony rapp was a teenager in the 80s in 1986 and then he says that kevin spacey engaged in a sexual advance without anthony rapp's consent and grabbed him and touched him and did things to him that's what that lawsuit says mm-hmm. kevin spacey says that that is false Now, they're going into detail about why they think this is false. This is the argument from Kevin Spacey's lawyers that that encounter, alleged encounter, can't qualify as sexual abuse under New York's laws because the only alleged contact with a, quote, intimate part of the body by Kevin Spacey was when his hands grazed a a buttocks. I, I, this is, I can't. Even believe, yeah. Well, that this is a thing. Well, yeah, because we've heard the first time that Anthony Rapp talked about this publicly was in 2017, and that was the first time we heard anything 
untoward about Kevin Spacey. Like uh-huh. there were secrets. I mean, there were sort of like rumors. Right. But this was the first public accusation of something substantial. Yeah, just flat out saying this happened to me yes. and this is the person that did exactly. it. Exactly. Uh because I will going back into the history of the Colleen and Bradley show, this Kevin Spacey story was one of the reasons why we got into blind items. Yes. This is why we got into crazy days and nights.net because mm-hmm. NT Lawyer had been one of those people that had been following the behavior of Kevin Spacey for years in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And it was just all blind items. It was just all gossip. Now there's another T TV show that we haven't really talked about. It's a really good show on Hulu and it's called Difficult People. Mm-hmm. They had Kevin Spacey jokes of this nature all throughout all the, the show. Through, so yeah. it was basically like almost like an open secret in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But then Anthony Rapp went public with this story and then the lawsuit started to happen. And then now there's some possible accountability for this behavior. I, okay, first of all, I'm sorry. You just said something that made me think of, somebody should do this TV show. Maybe maybe we should be the ones to do this. Okay, great. I'm going to add it to my list of things to do. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. But there should be a show or a podcast that just talks about the open secrets of Hollywood and exposes them because... The re I mean, you need a lot of lawyers for that. Yes, show. I know. That's the thing. You need a big staff. But mm-hmm. but honestly, it's fascinating to me how often think about it truly in the last year, how many times or more the last three, four years, how many times we have had something actually come from what was at one time deemed or deemed an open secret in Hollywood, Marilyn Manson, for example, right? right? Like yep. uh, Harvey Weinstein was an open secret in Hollywood. When things are an open secret, it feels like that we should maybe open it up a little bit more and, mm-hmm. and, and like stomp it out completely. Yeah. You know, and to speak, if we're just going to kind of take this conversation and roll it out a little bit away from Kevin Spacey and back to Marilyn Manson, the documentary Phoenix Rising on HBO Max yeah. is a two-part documentary. Evan Rachel Wood made it about her experience with Marilyn Manson. That is worth a watch because, again, like in the previous segment, there are certain narratives that were given to us in the past, like in the 90s, about Jewel, mm-hmm. about Marilyn Manson, that were not what they seemed to be. And they're, it, by all means, it seems like these are kind of open secrets. Yes. Yes. And, you know, the the fact that we can start to address these things publicly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, look what happened to Evan Rachel Wood. Marilyn Manson sued her for defamation right. because of the stuff that she says in this documentary. And look what's happening right now with yeah. this very, you know, this Kevin Spacey story. He's trying to make this go away yep. in the best way, the only way he thinks he can. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, he's basically shouting down the story of a once 14 year old. Uh, that is being told by a now adult Anthony Rapp Mm -hmm. about what happened to him at the hands of Kevin Spacey. And it is one of many stories that have come out about Kevin Spacey since. Yes. Now, the last time that we heard from Kevin Spacey, I think was regarding a lawsuit concerning his behavior on the set House of Cards. Mm -hmm. We saw Kevin Spacey earlier this year hanging out in Serbia. Right. So he's around... But clearly he's not working in Hollywood. And remember, there was that suit that was brought by the son of that reporter who something had happened between the two of them at a bar when he was a server 
in uh, Nantucket, the Cape, yeah. yeah, Nantucket, and that ended up being dismissed on a technicality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not like it's not like Kevin Spacey. There's not it, there's enough out there. Yeah, this open secret is, does not need to be mm-hmm. a secret anymore. Right, and you know there are probably many you know speculating about this that there are many open secrets in Hollywood, and mm-hmm. that. Mm, there are people who have lots of interests, interests being money, interests mm-hmm. being power, who will keep these open secrets guarded. And then it seems that, you know, watching these patterns, it's only when these people are out of their peak power that they start to experience consequences mm-hmm. for their behavior. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I see your face, Colleen, you're just like, Ugh. it's so gross. It's just, it's just gross. It's, it's so gross. gross because, yeah. because, the the lives that they uh impact negatively in the in that time the collateral damage is so big mm-hmm. and it's it just it's it's i unfortunate is not a strong enough word it's just downright sad and wrong when you think about the trail that uh, a person like Kevin Spacey left behind him and we're only just now kind of finding out about it and dealing with it. And yeah. no, he I mean, may not experience ultimate consequences. Well, let's deep end yeah, down. That worked. No, yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, give a, ta- tell us about a show that you loved that nobody else talks about. Such that like you think maybe you're the only one that even remembers this show. 651-641-1071. Give us a call. We'll talk after this on My Talk 1071.